0: Welcome to One Spatial Podcast. I'm Stu Mitchell. I'm Chief Architect at One Spatial, and today we've got a very special guest with us. It's Charles Kennelly from uh, Ezra UK, who's the CTO there. Hi, Charles. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Nice to see you. You too. Thanks for much for taking part. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do? Um, Well, I'm
1: uh, Chief Technology Officer for Ezra UK, as you said, and at a high level, that means I'm responsible for our technical strategy and direction. Uh, I've been in the in esri uk for about 24 years and in the industry for over 30 so getting on a bit and um and i work very closely with my colleagues over in esri in the states um and i've always had a real interest in the whole utility market and the opportunities there and um and how we can change things and improve things so that's the context i'm here in today
0: excellent and very poignant as well because uh, today we're going to talk about the esri's utility network yep. um so Without further ado, Charles, can you start by giving an overview of Utility Network and what the vision of it is? Uh,
1: so the overview is pretty simple. It's, it's a way of um, creating, using the modern parlance, a digital twin of a network. Mm. So it's a way of taking your assets uh, in a GIS and structuring them so that you can understand them as a network and you can model against that and you can do traditional asset management. But increasingly, the vision part of it is this thing scales very well? It handles complexity very well. It's very flexible, um, and the crucial part for me is you can start to do things like model against it. So you can ask questions of your assets that are your that, that form your network, um, and make decisions based on the answer to those questions. And I presume we'll get into some of that later
0: on. Sure. So it's not yeah. so abstract. Cool. Okay. So why is the time right now for utility network?
1: Oh, I I think the time was right about 20 years ago, to be fair. Um, (laughs) But the time right now, I think technology has moved on where the performance of the systems that we can use, the storage that's available to us, the understanding of how to process data, the data standards are all in place for us to sort of build upon. So, uh, Esri, we've invested, we've been working on Utility Network for over 10 years. Um, It's been a significant investment. And um, essentially, because... We, we can model networks with with high fidelity. It, does, it, it opens up many, many opportunities and something we just couldn't do before. The, the the technology wasn't there. The computing power wasn't there. We used right. to rely on clever tricks to represent behavior in circuits, electrical circuits. Um, mm-hmm. Now we can just represent the network as a close twin of reality and then run modeling across it. Right. And that's we, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we, we just couldn't do it because the computing power wasn't in place. It's as simple yeah. as
0: that. So a lot of the constraints are, are now disappearing. The constraints
1: have lifted and, and we're basically, you know, ma- making use of that removal of constraint.
0: Excellent. OK. Um. So Esri being a, a global organisation, certainly, you know, from the outside in, yeah. um, it is global. So how does Esri UK make the utility network more relevant to UK utilities? For instance, what does a UK foundational model look yeah.
1: like? Um, so Esri, obviously, as you say, it, it looks global and we, we do have a global reach. But Esri is actually made up of lots of lots of organisations. There's an Esri hmm. in, this, in North America. We generally refer to it as Esri Inc. And then there's about 85, 84 distributors around the world. Right. And the job of a distributor. So Esri UK is a privately owned UK business. And our job is to represent the, understand and represent the UK really well. So that you know the, the local conditions, the local culture, we understand that and we work within that environment. So while we are part of this this global thing, we we, we really do work with localization and every different region focuses on the needs for that. Utility network is a very flexible model. It can be used to to model just about any type of network, um, and it can be configured extensively. So its base configuration is almost neutral. And then you can tell it, I want you to be a rail network. I want you to be a water network. And you can say, I want you to be a UK based water network. And I want you to be a you know northeast of England, southwest of England network. You can configure it to any level. And, and that's our job is to understand what the UK needs and represent that. And that's why we're working with yourselves and others on creating a sort of a foundation for the uk for the different utilities that can be taken as a starting point and then flexed to the specifics of each organization
0: right okay so that kind of lends itself nicely to the next question which is around lots of utilities in particular have got their own variations in data and specifically around assets that the capture on the network how configurable is utility network um and so would utilities expect to use them, use it out of the box, or is there a level of of change and modeling they need to, to to put upon it to extend it?
1: So yeah, it, it is extremely flexible, and the the best way of thinking about that is it's raw state. It it models nothing, and then right. you you basically configure it to model whatever it is that you want, be that electricity, mm-hmm. gas, water, telco, or other types of networks. So it's very configurable from that point of view, and then you can take that to any extreme. Now, I think there's real benefit in the UK having a, a level of consistency because there is a lot of consistency in how assets are operated and managed and and, um, and so on. Uh, but we, we can then take that starting point and tweak it to the specifics of each individual organization. And you can even create different variants of it within the same organization to express itself in different ways for different teams. Right. So um, there's, a, there's
0: a advantage in different teams within the same organization.
1: Yes, absolutely. There's, it, it can be reflected in different ways for different people. Uh, and that, that's a, me- you know, a measure of its sort of underlying flexibility. So having said that, the starting point that we're working on is one that will, will accommodate sort of 90, 95 percent of the needs of an organization. And then the final bit of tweaking is down to the specifics of that organization, if they wish. And it can change over time if your data is of a lower quality to start with and you've got an aspiration to move to a much more high fidelity network you can start in in you know one state
0: and then move over time sure okay and and you kind of alluded to this before charles but um it's not just water gas and electricity is it i mean telco and construction so on like that there's there's other opportunities to use it yes absolutely
1: so we've been looking in the uk at using it to model rail Mm. um so taking that same underlying utility network capability and configuring it to model a rail network because in many ways rail networks are more analogous with electrical networks than they are with with a road network and um, there's, right. there's lots of the same sort of constraints so yeah we we've we've seen that we can model rail using it uh and you conceptually you can model any any type of network with it any type of asset network or or even non-asset network so right. that that i find quite exciting because. Your water, gas, electricity, telco are the obvious things, and and we we need and do support them really well, but there could be other types of networks or hybrid networks that we work with in the future that we need to understand. Um, you know, our our planet's not getting less complex. Yeah, the problems we face are not getting less complex, and mm. creating networks that sort of show the interactions between different types of underlying networks could be really powerful. Mm.
0: Have you seen a level of interest in utility network from existing ESRI UK customers who previously used, for instance, geometric models? And what's the level what's the advice to them? You know, how how do they move across, yeah. if you like?
1: So, yes, we're seeing a lot of interest. Um, we have our first customer going live, um, so working towards going live at the moment. Uh, we've mm-hmm. got a number of pilots running in the UK, and um, and we're getting a lot of interest from from organizations, both existing customers and ones we've never worked with before. So there seems to be an appetite for this. And I think people are starting to recognize the need for flexibility, the need for modeling at a higher fidelity than they can today. Um, and you know, traditionally, you've got your asset repository and then you've got your operational system and the two, they integrate and they talk to each other to a level, but they're two separate systems with two separate teams, two separate levels of understanding and they don't necessarily match each other utility mm. network is an opportunity to bring the asset management world and the operational world together because the assets that you manage, they are your network. Uh, and the way you connect them and everything else they're they're sort of so tightly bound that we need to think of them and work with them that way. and that 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 could bring you know it won't happen overnight, but it will bring a real shift in how utilities can and should operate mm. in having this sort of one system that drives their business. So do you think uh, that so that's good. I think people are starting to wake up to that, and that's why we're seeing a level of interest. And worldwide, there are many customers live already. And um, and lots and lots of interest, lots of pilots going on at the moment.
0: Right, and so therefore, do you think do you think it's going to result in a shift in mindset, or do you think it needs a mindset shift before you start it? Because it is fundamentally different, isn't it?
1: It is, and it's like everything in life—a bit of both, chicken and egg yeah. stuff. Um, you know, you, you you can't do that shift unless there's the ability to move to something else, and you, you almost can't conceptualise how things can be unless you can see what they could be like. We all work with the language we already have. Um, Mm -hmm. so i think this we're going to the next few years be quite interesting as people get their data and their systems working utility networks and they start to realize what they could do and how they could start changing their traditional workflows what many of us forget is the processes we have are not pure creations that came out of nothing they've been shaped and by the systems we use and the constraints in those systems Mm -hmm. so we we have a system it forces us to work in a second in a separate way a certain way and then when we're looking at how to shift we we almost forget that the way the reason we work the way we are is because we are forced to not because we wanted to and it, it's hard to unthink those things and we can keep working in the same way the systems will support the same workflows we have today and migration can be fairly seamless in, in that way but there's an opportunity to change and we should explore it
0: right right we mentioned a little bit before around uh, modeling teams charles what's what's in utility network for for modeling teams
1: So this is the area I think excites me most about it. Our traditional approach as an industry to modeling is to have the asset network, to export the asset network into a modeling system, fix it in that environment, maybe look at where connectivity isn't as you you thought it was, repair it, do a report, run a model against it, do a report of that, and then act on the report. But you haven't changed the way the assets are represented in your system. And that process of commissioning, you know, hydraulic model or something else can be quite a long involved process. And really we're if you think about it, we're we're getting reports on on a network that we don't have because it's been fixed for the purposes of supporting that that modeling. We can run models, hydraulic model, electrical load models, any sort of sort of model really, against the utility network itself. So the data in situ can be modeled and it can be modeled in real time. People can get information about their design decisions as they make those design decisions. That that is revolutionary. That can change the way the entire industry works. Right. and that can be applied to gas
0: electricity telco water so really so, shrinking the process time significantly
1: yes and running the models almost continuously and then mm. if you start think about the world of real time and bringing SCADA systems in you know there's just this area that hasn't been explored really there's right. nothing new to what we're doing today today we can run models and make good decisions and the modeling packages out there are very powerful um, and the people who, who work with them are very skilled but there's an opportunity to put, bring these all together and um and just create a new way of working you right. know we we can use modeling to test if edits have been correct if connectivity is being maintained um if circuits are going to behave as you think it's it's a really exciting area and i think it could be transformational
0: right okay um, looking at things like, you know, rendering and so on like that, different end users prefer to to use their own ways of understanding network assets, so geographic, schematic, and so on. How does Utility Network help in that respect?
1: So, um, Utility Network is part of the ESRI system, and mm. um, that system has got many, many tools for presenting information in different ways. Um, lots of cartographic tools, lots of graphical tools, lots of um, charting tools, and so on. We can represent the network anyway, the people. Want one of the areas that's really interesting is we can take uh, a geographic view of utility network and we can create a schematic view you know, on the fly of the what's on screen of the whole network of, a, of the results of a trace, and that schematic can be you know semi-geographic it could be one-dimensional it, it can be anything, um, and this ability to sort of view the data in the way that suits the use case is is another thing that makes it very very powerful. Um, you can style it any way you want. I do think there's a benefit in consistency across the UK of how things are represented because it helps with information sharing and understanding and sort of movement before, between organisations. But you can render it in whatever colours, in whatever scale, and whatever degree of schematization, if that's a word, um, that you desire.
0: Right. One of the things coming out of utilities, one of the things that I, I've seen users sometimes feel challenged about is how to create uh decent looking maps that don't create clutter does Mm -hmm. utility network help reduce that and you know you're able to discern between features easier that kind of thing Uh,
1: it it does um i would say it probably doesn't bring us there's a lot of opportunities for that today people i think are constrained by paper and their expectations around that you can remove clutter pretty easily utility network will help because it models things with more fidelity and therefore you can ask more fine-grained questions of it, only show me assets of this type and, you know, render things in different ways based on these specific attributes. But this capability has been here for a long time. I just think that we are probably constrained by how we think information should be presented. Um, one area that we're seeing a lot of growth in this, is field workers. Our, our, our sort of fastest growing part of our system at the moment is, um, is what we call field worker users. So people right. buying users to support working in the field Mm. and mobile devices having active devices in the field uh, really change how you interact with the information you're not working with a piece of paper where the only opportunity you have for information is what's been written on it you can ask questions in the field just as you could at the desktop and that's something that utility network is really opening up is previously being in the field with your data was a compromise compared to sitting at a workstation in the office And hence, we had central teams who sat around workstations who were all knowing and the people in the field worked with a, a degraded form of the information, printed maps or tiny little screens with sort of cut down versions of data. The field experience can be as good as or better than the office based experience. That's something that utility network really opens up. The devices that we work with have got better. The communication techniques have got better. And utility network is very very good at disconnecting and being taken offline or being live in the field and that mobile experience can be as rich and as varied as you would get at the desktop and because you're using it in the right context as in you're in the field it can be actually better and that's another area where i think we see opportunities for change and how people work right i think i, I might have answered your question or i reminded digressed. yeah no,
0: no 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 it is it's um it, it's as you say sometimes mobile's been the kind of poor cousin of people working yeah. in offices so i'm sure people who do work in the field would be happy to know that they've got a, a better user experience out there so yeah absolutely yeah um slightly different attack mm-hmm. um with the net zero carbon agenda on the rise you know obviously it's huge in the news particularly at the minute um if i was working in utility i'd be interested in the th- third parties that are going to need to consume my data if you like or the data where i work to help the journey generally towards sustainability, such as in the electricity industry, independent connection providers. How yeah. does Utility Network, maybe as part of Ezra's wider offerings, help in that data sharing? Uh, so in terms
1: of data sharing, you know, we, we pride ourselves on on our openness. Um, data can be shared easily. It can be um, exported in, in a multitude of formats, um, many open formats, SOGC formats, standard industry, standard formats, it's it's a relatively easy task to export the information and make it available to others. But the area that to me is more interesting is utility network is entirely web service based. It, it you know, Everything you have is provided as a web service, as an API, as a REST interface. Um, and quite often, if you share data, you're reliant upon the skills of the people who receive it to be able to rehydrate it and ask questions of it. And that can cause issues because not Everybody can't be experts in everything right. um, or the specifics of your information and how you use it. So what is an interesting area is that instead of exposing data or as well as exposing data to be shared, is expose the answers to questions. So here's here's a list of the questions you can ask of our network. And there's an API where a developer can ask a question of it. And that to me means that you're able to provide the intelligence that you have, not just you're sharing your intelligence, not just your data. Um, and people can ask more informed questions of it and Mm. you're able to sort of mediate that conversation better
0: and I suppose you're giving a consistent reply to a set of people as well so they're not interpreting it their own way you're actually giving a consistent message across the piece. yeah
1: now data sharing is a really important thing and we support and you know facilitate that but Mm. the ability to say here are the questions you can ask of us this is how you ask them that to me is it's, it's more likely to get used because it's a lot so you're asking a lot less of the people asking the questions you're just saying here's the answer to your to your question and you know you can maintain your data in a safe and secure way and just provide access to it in a managed
0: way right um so esri UK has often been able to lend innovative thinking to esri global we talked around a little bit earlier yep. is utility networks something that esri uk specifically is contributed contributed to as well
1: yes um i think uh yeah you know, i wouldn't i wouldn't say it specifically because of sr u k and how wonderful we are or anything like that right. i think um the u k is is a an environment where know we're a relatively small island we've got a a huge amount of people on that island and therefore the networks that we run the utilities that we run are dense and complex Mm -hmm. and um, when you work with utility data in the uk you're pushing systems harder than they may be in areas that are less dense Uh, i was in a meeting once and one of my american colleagues commented as a passing comment that the data looked very pretty talking about uk utilities data and it was just one of those comments that you file away and later on you realize what they what they actually meant is they thought it was complex, basically, because it was there was a lot of it and there were patterns in it and everything else. So the, the data that we have in the UK and the systems that we have in the UK, they challenge the technology. And we have to, you know, we have worked um, closely with our American colleagues to talk about the level of complexity and variation we need to be able to cope with. And therefore, Utility Network overall has been enriched by that process. So the UK definitely has led the way in defining how a utility could work and what its requirements are.
0: Okay. Um, Do you see the participation of third parties to extend out the open Esri ecosystem so that customers can get more value from investment in Esri as well?
1: Absolutely. And we're very keen, like yourselves, actually, we're working together very well. And there's a real opportunity for third parties to expand the reach of utility network and, and the utility of it. Yeah. Uh, we talked earlier about uh, modelers. You know, there are many organizations out there who do different types of modeling against asset networks. And um, and we, we really want to work with them to, to allow their models to work against the data in situ so that we can open up this whole area of real time modeling and that's something that as Azure uk we can't do everything we we can't be deep experts in hydrological modeling and you know electrical load modeling and all the other different types of things that need to happen um the application of ai tools is a you know, very exciting area uh and there's a community here you know the, the the utility organizations themselves they have huge um wealth of expertise and you know insight into what could be done so we want to work with as many people as we can. The opportunities are huge here. And you know, while we might want to, we can't do everything and we can't be experts in everything, we need help. There's a huge intellectual resource out there in the UK and we want to work with, with everyone that
0: we can to make this better. Fantastic. And last, last one, Charles. Many people um, working with GIS tools uh, get excited about changes in GIS. Is this something to get excited about and what are the plans beyond where it is now?
1: This is it something to get excited about? <laughs> yeah. it, 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 from a GIS point of view, it's it's just it's the ultimate in geekdom, really. Um, <laughs> you know, GIS has always been about creating twins of the real world. Um, right. And you, know, all, you look at old cartographic maps, they were representations of reality that we could use to build a better understanding. And modern maps obviously are higher fidelity versions of reality that we can ask questions of how do I get from here to there? What are the constraints to doing this activity? Utility network allows us to do that on steroids for utilities. We can represent a, a utility's assets at a level where the behavior of the network emerges from it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we can we can model decision-making. We can say, if you do this, here are the consequential effects of it, not just on your specifics of delivering the type of utility you deliver, but also on other systems like biodiversity on um, you know, noise levels affect health and just so many different ways. We live in a very interconnected world. Utility Network helps us model that and and achieve um, the ability to work in an increasingly complex world in a more managed way and be more mindful of our decisions. And I think huge opportunity for, um, for efficiency gains as well. Are you excited by it? Are you interested in it? I mean, what, what's your
0: view the on Utility one. Network? Yes yeah because mm. of the fact it's a, as you said before, it's a different way of of understanding information, and it's not just a map is it it's all the stuff tied together with it it's it's yeah. a level of intelligence above it that and it's the whole thing about you don't know what it's going to invent um, beyond what we know now about it. other stuff's going to kick off exactly so it's planting seeds for more intelligent stuff for later isn't it yes,
1: and an opportunity to simplify systems. To, yeah. you know, ironically, we can do it in a simpler
0: way to model more complex things. So. Charles, thank you for your time today. It's been really well, insightful.
1: It's been <laughs> great talking to you.